0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Tide Talk. I'm your host, Night Tide, and this is our weekly little rant show, awesome thing of goodness. And uh, honestly, I've been I've been a few days late on this one, and uh, it's been a crazy week, which I'll get to. But uh, I appreciate you guys hanging in there and waiting the extra couple days for me to finally get my lazy tush in action. And uh, it's not true; it's not lazy. It's just busy, busy tush to find some time to actually get this done. Uh anyway, I hope you guys have had a wonderful past week. Uh this past week for me has been I don't want to I don't want to call it a living hell. I think that's too too extreme, but it's definitely been difficult and it's been trying and um uh, just in so many ways. So uh, last weekend was Mother's Day and I got sick. I got a sinus infection and that hit me pretty hard on Saturday. Uh, but then Sunday really, really kicked me in the face, um, and, and it was bad. Monday, I started feeling better. Tuesday, all of a sudden, I got this massive headache, and uh, I started feeling it in my teeth. I, it was just like full force again, just like Sunday, and I was like, oh my God, Like this is, this is ridiculous. Like why, What am I doing with life right now? Uh, then Wednesday, I started finally feeling better, but Wednesday was the beginning of, of an even worse part of the week, which was my youngest son, my little nine-month-old, my, my little dude who's always happy and wonderful, who's had the terrible luck with sickness, all of a sudden started having these really terrible breathing issues. And my wife was literally like, uh, what's going on? Uh, what should we do? And ended up taking him down to Children's Hospital in the ER at around 9 o'clock at night. Um, and he had what they diagnosed as something called bronchiolitis, which is basically... Uh, having a pneumonia type symptoms without the bacterial infection to call it pneumonia. So he was like wheezing and raspy and coughing and just full of mucus and just a whole bunch of nasty stuff. And they ended up keeping him overnight in observation. And then basically the whole next day, Thursday in observation, finally get him the all clear. Uh, I spent the most of the day at the hospital Thursday with him, got the all clear on Thursday. Life was good. And then wake up Friday I say life was good. Life was good that we weren't in the hospital anymore, that we actually got to go home. Wake up Friday morning and, and my, my poor little dude, after just being admitted to the ER and, and being diagnosed with bronchiolitis, something I'd never freaking heard of, all of a sudden now has this massive rash that covers his entire body and has a massive fever so we ended up taking him to his pediatrician, which was something we needed to do anyway as like a follow-up to what we were doing with, uh, with the ER stuff because they definitely wanted to see him. And lo and behold, still has a double ear infection, which he was being treated for at the time that he got this whole bronchiolitis thing. Literally had one day left on his antibiotics. And uh, so apparently he had an allergic reaction to his antibiotic. Um, so they had to give him a new antibiotic. Again, still has a double ear infection, still has bronchiolitis and basically has been living with a fever from Wednesday night, basically all through the weekend (laughs) and carried in. And Monday morning uh, was the first, first time I took his temperature without him being medicated where he was not having a fever and he's finally kind of over the hump and we've been giving him Benadryl and like slowly but surely this week he has been doing better, which I can actually report because we've actually had a couple days extra, so um, it's, he's, he's doing much better now. I feel like he is on the mend and that's a good thing. Um, but my wife and I have decided to keep him out of daycare, which is a little bit stressful for me because it means that I have to watch him while I'm working from home and anybody that's worked from home where you're trying to watch kids at the same time, you know that it's just very strenuous. It's a very strenuous thing. It's stressful, especially if you're on meetings a lot like I am, uh, or trying to get things done and watch a kid. It's, it's just, It's tough. But it's something I got to do for the next couple of weeks until my wife is out of the, the school year and she's off for the summer and can can watch him full time. But I don't know. I'm still thankful for it. He's such a cute little kid, and it's nice to be able to kind of hold him and cuddle him throughout the day and and see him. So it's ultimately all together worth it. But man, it's been a freaking week. Just been a week, and in all this, in the midst of of just you know life happening. It, it, you just never know what life's going to throw at you and you just got to get through it. And it's, uh, it's been a fantastic experience in, in terms of being a parent, in terms of just being with my wife. And whenever we go through these things, you know, it's, it's one of those where, you know, I'll always love my wife. But, you know, when when you go through these things as a parent with someone else and especially your spouse and you guys just kind of get through it together and you tag team and you work together, it's just it reminds me of how good a team we really are and how well we can actually attack things, and and how having having someone there really makes a difference in life. And I'm just very thankful for her. And that being said, as of recording this, uh, today is our our nine year wedding anniversary. So I'm kind of uh, kind of extra thankful for that. I think we're gonna try and get some just take a nice dinner and and do something tonight. I think we're gonna have to take the kids though, so it's not gonna be much of an intimate thing. But hey, that's parenthood. That's life. You gotta roll with it. But uh, but yeah, so that's kind of my life, guys. That's that's been the last week. It's just been sickness and craziness, and and kiddos being under the weather, and you know that happens sometimes. I feel like it's been happening to me for the past three months. Um, but you know, ultimately, that's that is what it is. So uh, I hope you guys have been having a a much better week <laughs> than I've had in terms of health. Um, in terms of everything else, everything else has been going good. So I have no I have no other things to complain about. I just hate one being sick and two I hate. My kids being sick. So I guess that's kind of the synopsis. Uh, On the bright side, I've kind of been able... I got to spend a little extra time with the wife because she was off and I was off. So that was always good. And we decided, uh, I think Saturday night, to let my older son stick stick, stick around or actually have a sleepover at his grandparents' house. So we, we just had the little guy, put him to bed early. And that meant that we got a chance to watch a movie. And this kind of gets into my media portion. So uh, we watched the movie It, the the newest version of It. And uh, I have been, I don't want to say terrified to watch this movie, just very hesitant to watch this movie because, one, I hate clowns. Just, it, 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 I don't, it's not like an irrational fear of clowns. I just don't like them. I feel like they're creepy looking. I feel like they're weird. It, it's just not, like the face paint, the outfits, everything, none of that brings me joy. It just brings me creep. Um, so I... You know, I'm on the nope train every time I see a bunch of clowns. So it is, it is what it is. So I'm, I'm sitting there watching this, you know, a, a ready to be creeped out and petrified. And honestly, it was just a really good horror movie. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but it was definitely worth watching. Definitely worth watching. I thought it was well done. It was well acted. All the kids did a great job. Um, you know, the actor who played Pennywise did a great job. I can't think of the name, his name off the top of my head, but he did a good job. I felt like his voice was a little weird. It was not what I was expecting. Um, but it was still good. Very creepy, very cool, uh, shot very well. I, I just kind of enjoy the overall cinematography of the whole experience. So and it was a decently long movie too. And then there's part two coming out. So my wife and I are actually now excited to go see the second part, which is, which is pretty nifty. I love it when my wife and I can come together and watch things and actually enjoy them together. So that was, I don't know, but that's it. That's really the only big thing that we did from a media perspective. I've been trying to catch up on... Like my normal TV shows, I like to to watch Arrow and Flash and uh, Marvel Agents of Shield and uh, Designated Survivor on on DVR, and I haven't been able to catch up on many of those, so I have to kind of do that. But I don't know, I never really talk about TV shows on here. I'm always talking about like stuff I find on Netflix and and other stuff. But uh, but yeah, I'm a fan of those shows as well. So if you guys want to talk about those more, you know, feel free to hit up hit up Discord with some discussions about. Arrow or Flash or Agents of Shield, um, and or doesn't need Survivor for that matter. And we can we can chat about them because they're things I like. Uh, we had a nice a nice thing happened on Sunday, um, in terms of of kind of more media gaming type sector. We finished Far Cry Five. Thank God, I was so ready to be done with that game. Not in a bad way, but just like a. The games get to a point where, especially when they're they're open world games, open world RPG type games, where you start doing the repetitive things a lot, right? You start your and and in Far Cry, it's a lot of you know, looting ammo caches and looting stashes and doing missions and and liberating citizens and killing cultists and all this kind of stuff. And it, it just got to a point where, especially not playing it back to back, like playing it spread out. And I guess maybe I need to adjust my tactics when I'm playing RPGs. Um, cause drawing them out over multiple weeks is, is a little rough, but I was just like, man, like, I just want to be done. I just, and I said it on stream. I was like, I just want to be done. Like I almost walked away from the game. Like I just want to be done. I, I haven't gone back to Assassin's Creed origins cause there's just literally so much to do. And unless I sat down for like a week straight and was just like, fine, we're going to play Assassin's Creed and I'm just going to grind this thing out. Like, I just don't know, I don't see myself beating it. So I don't know. We'll have to take, we'll have to figure out a strategy on how to do some of those things. Uh, but yeah. So, so it's, uh, but I did it. it. I beat it. I beat the main campaign, took care of the final general Jacob and a lot of people said that his area sucked. So there was John's area, which was kind of like the main recruiter area, which was, which is definitely the best area. Uh, there was faith's area, which was interesting, very interesting, but on honest honestly, Faith's area to me was the worst area. Faith's area was just kind of fell flat in terms of like the missions you went on and the things that you were doing. It just felt very bland. Um, but Jacob's area, Jacob's area was very interesting. There's a lot of undertones in there. I mean the 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 animal training, the con, the mental conditioning parts of it, the all all of these different things were very very, uh, interesting things to me. And maybe they aren't interesting to everybody else. And that's why they say that's the worst area. But I actually, I, I honestly wish I would have done that area second, as opposed to doing faiths area, because I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. And I, I definitely would have felt less, um, less awful rushing through faiths area because I just, I didn't care about her area at all. Uh, but then we, we get to, we got to the ending and, uh, I'm going to talk about spoilers here, so if you don't want spoilers for Far Cry Five, because uh, the game's still relatively new, like I, I'm just going to throw that out there. So this is your this is your full spoiler warning. Like, I don't know, skip ahead for five minutes or so in, in this talk because I'm going to talk about it because it was it's definitely worth talking about. Um, Far Cry 5's ending basically was infuriating to me, and that's a fantastic thing as as a player. Um, and I know that sounds contradicting, but it really is. To, to make you feel emotion, to make you feel anything, uh, Joseph's character was so wonderfully acted, both mocap and, and voice acted, that I really hated him. I hated him, uh, especially after they, they reveal that he uh, killed his child after that, that child had, and his wife had been in a car accident and his wife had died. Um, basically he talks about how his, he was in the hospital and he was praying to God and God gave him this vision that he was supposed to be this cultist leader and like bring a reckoning to the world. And to do that, he had to be free of, I guess, obligations. So he, he he basically killed his child's life support and killed his child right there. And, and I just, I can't deal with, I can't deal with stuff like that with kids, man. I just being a parent, anything kids related just hits my hot button. Like my skin was flush. I'm getting angry. You can hear it in my voice. Like I'm physically upset by this. And I don't know how you can't be affected by it, but like literally my adrenaline is starting to kick in. I can feel my body warming up. You know, no Emmy, it's not menopause. I know you listen to these. So you're going to laugh at this. I hope you're laughing right now. Um, but like legitimately it's 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 got me angry thinking about it right now. So by the end of the game like I'm I'm just straight up ready. You know and and it's it's terrible cuz I don't I don't really have a super violent disposition but I'm like I want to kill this dude in game. I I want to I want to just rip his head off. I want to just you know castrate him and force feed him his own man bits like whatever I can do to, to rid the world of this evil a-hole is all I'm thinking about doing right now as I'm powering through the, the end of this game. And you're met at the very end with two choices. Uh, you, you confront him and he says, Hey, you can either take your friends and leave or you can resist and deal with the consequences. And of course, by this time I'm like, I do, there's no way I'm walking away from you. I'm going to, we're going to fight and I'm going to put a shovel through your face or I'm going to put a bolt through your head or I'm going to put lots of bullets through lots of places. Uh, let's do this. Like, let's get it on. And, you know, so you, you I choose to resist and we go through the motions and I take them out and I save my friends and all this kind of good stuff. And then all of a sudden the game takes a turn, and rather unexpected turn in in true Far Cry fashion of trying to to make you think about your actions and make you think about things, they they basically, and this is like the only ending for the game, by the way. Like there's two, there's two main endings, but like this is the main like canon ending for the game. As you resist and you basically arrest him, and all of a sudden he fires off nukes. Not one, not two, but three nukes. And you're scrambling to get to a bunker, like a fallout shelter, to be safe from the bunker. And ultimately, at the end of the game, you're just left there with Joseph. And he's talking about how, how you're going to walk out through the gates into Eden, which basically is him prophesying that he's going to nuke the world. And when the fallout's done, he's going to walk out into Eden's gate, which is basically him coming out of the bunker and, and into the new world where he's basically wiped it free of all of this crap and, and modern technology and modern issues and problems and, and sins and all this kind of stuff. And as much as I hated, and I do mean hated, the fact that I didn't get a chance to off him in the game because he was a terrible human being. And the fact that essentially he wins. Uh, he wins at the end. It, no matter what you do, he wins. It's a it's a life lesson that sometimes evil is just going to happen. Uh, evil just happens and there's not a whole lot you can do to stop it, but it's also an examination of your actions because if you don't, uh, if you don't, uh, choose to resist, if you choose to walk away peacefully, then essentially you get to walk away with your friends. But the, they tease that they make it seem like the mental conditioning portion that Jacob did to you is going to make you kill your friends. Uh, so he still wins in, in the way you know, no matter what you choose, but at least he doesn't nuke the world. Yet. Um, so, but it's an interesting concept to say, okay, well, if I walked away peacefully, right, and I, I didn't let my my anger and my my pride to win, right, to effectively win get in the way, I would have saved so many more people's lives. But instead, I, I chose to to embrace the sin of wrath or vengeance or pride, whichever ones you want to, to call it, as he points out uh, at the end. And that ultimately ends up costing me more than I ever thought that I would pay as a player, and uh, I think that's a that's an interesting concept. It's an interesting message to send, um, not just as a game where basically the whole time you're going around killing a whole bunch of people, but uh, but just in in general as a thought provoking piece. And I was left stunned, and I literally got up, and if you go back and watch the vod, you can see me. I'm like furious at the end. I'm like, no this sucks. But after really processing it, uh, I have to hats off. I have to hats off for the, to the story and to the developers of this game and the writers of this game for, for not giving you that, that cliche, happy ending and, and really, um, forcing this ending upon you that, that, uh, is again, quite profound and not at all what you expect. And, uh, and ultimately a, a, you know, uh, just an overall good thematic and story ending that kind of leaves you in a tough position. So things don't always work out the way you want them to. And, and that's definitely evident in this game It was a bold choice. It was a bold choice and I applaud it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So, uh, overall, uh, how do I feel about Far Cry? I felt like mechanically it's been the best, the best Far Cry in a while. I feel like Um, while some people criticize the whole, like, you do a certain amount of things and then it triggers a story mission, you do a certain amount of things, it triggers a story mission type mechanic, I actually didn't mind that. I thought it was an interesting way to tell the narrative as opposed to constantly just doing it through uh, single-player missions and trying to build the narrative that way because it, it kind of paces you in a good way. Like, the game continues to progress as you're doing things. And while I guess that kind of takes away some of the control that you have, As a player to progress the story, I think that it also helps someone like me, who's a a completionist, to continue the path and not get too far ahead level-wise and not get too far... Um, off the beaten path, that I'm not being brought back into the main story and actually progressing it, and then ultimately doing what I do to most RPGs, which is never finish it. So for me, that was a really interesting mechanic. So ultimately, I I don't know, I'd give it a solid, you know, uh, uh, I'd give it a solid eight, eight and a half in terms of game. I felt like my biggest detractor of the game was that you had a silent protagonist. Um, and and you never really got to understand the thought process behind the deputy, and I think they were trying to do that to give you more immersion as a player. But ultimately, it took me out of the experience because I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was affecting the world as my character. Uh, I felt like, especially it, me, like I was just kind of going through the motions and just like, oh, you know, nameless face, go here, do this, kill these people. You're so great. Whereas in previous Far Cries, you actually have a voice in that person. You get to understand what that person's going through. And uh, it kind of falls into why I love video games so much. My wife always asked me, I don't understand why you like video games. You know, it's for children. And I was like, no, it's not. I was like, video games are an entertainment medium, just like books, just like movies, just like TV. And for me, I don't, I prefer playing video games to watching movies into reading books, mainly because whereas I'm a passerby, in that experience of watching movie reading a book where I just I'm I'm just, you know, along for the ride, as a as a player of video game, I can actually experience it to someone. And when you have a, a voiced main character while I'm still along for the ride in terms of that that per, that that character's thoughts and and feels and things like that and reactions, it's fun for me to be able to experience those experiences and then f- figure out how that character feels about him because how i feel about him as a player could be very different so getting that narrative perspective and seeing the character progression not feeling like i'm progressing as a player um but being able to live that story out through the writer's vision i think is is for me one of the more fun ways to experience a story and again it's my opinion maybe some people really like the silent protagonist part but that's just me so yeah, so that's that's me. That's Far Cry 5. Uh, I definitely suggest you play it. Uh, it's a fun game. It's got a really interesting narrative to it. Uh, some really cool design choices to it. The beautiful world. Uh, just a super cool. Super cool game. Lots of fun. And uh, and yeah, I don't know. I think there's some DLC coming out for it. I don't know if we're going to revisit it or not. But uh, it was definitely worth playing through. And I'm very happy that I did. So uh, that. that That's that. Uh, so Far Cry 5 is is done now, so I don't know what we're going to replace that with. But what I have been playing recently, because I got a review copy of the game, was State of Decay 2. Now State of Decay 2 is uh, is is 30 bucks right now, or you can get an Ultimate Edition. I think that includes the first game for 50 bucks, uh, which. I think the ultimate draw of the ultimate edition was that you got to play the game four days early, so I don't know if there's a whole lot of, of reason now to go back and get that. Uh, but it's also available as part of Game Pass, and it's also a Play Anywhere title. So if you want to play on PC or Xbox, you can. If you want to co-op across platform, I believe you can. Uh, actually, I know you can. So it's a it's a definitely a, an accessible experience. But where my initial impressions of this game, because I didn't understand it and I didn't play State of K1, were like, oh, this game feels a little buggy, feels a little janky. You know, um, now that I've spent more time with it, it's a really fun game. It's a super fun game, and at thirty bucks, it actually feels like a really good value. So, uh, I was playing a bunch last night, um, later on in the stream, and I, I just really finally, I finally hit that stride where I understood what I was supposed to do. I started understanding the mechanics. I started understanding the things. And I mentioned this last night, but I'll mention it here again. I feel like the biggest detriment to state of Decay 2 is that it has a whole bunch of different systems that you don't understand and it, I don't think I don't feel like it does a good enough job of explaining um I don't I don't think there was a good enough job of explaining the the uh the systems well enough. But I feel like once you understand the systems, the systems themselves are great. And there's a bunch of nuance to them that you just kind of have to learn and figure out for yourself. So it's definitely one of those games where you like you need to kind of watch a tutorial on some of these things to really understand what you're supposed to be doing and how to interpret different things and how the world kind of works. But once you get a handle on it, it's a great game. So we're going to start over, I think, and do a clean sweep uh, or a clean slate and, and start fresh. And now that we know what the hell we're doing, and try and figure out and move forward, but yeah, State of K Two is fun, guys. And co op, co op was actually pretty seamless. When I play with Boom, the mechanics are are not design choices that I would make. And we talked about that last night too. I I wouldn't make the decision to to tether people. I wouldn't make the decision to, you know, uh, kind of have people doing things across communities, but I understand why. Because in the game, they kind of want you to like phone a friend and be able to have somebody hop in real quick and help you with something and then leave, right? And that person maybe gets some extra loot or some things that they do as for their trouble and you kind of get help out of a tough situation. And and then it's more of these kind of spur of the moment things as opposed to this, hey, we're really like going at this from a, I want to build a co-op community and go from that angle. So it's it's uh, it's definitely again, different than what I would do or what I would expect out of a co-op experience, but it's not a bad co-op experience. And, um, there is like a tether to the main host cause it's a peer to peer service. It's not dedicated. Um, that's not terrible too. I mean, it forces you to stick together, forces you to do things together. You're going to be doing stuff together anyway. So, um, it's been relatively smooth every time that I've done it. There's been a couple, a couple hitches, um, here and there, but I think maybe that was more my internet than anything else. Just again, cause of peer to peer, but overall, it's it's been a fairly smooth experience. So we're going to be playing this a bunch more State of K two, and I'll give you a more kind of formal review as we move forward with it. But yeah, you know, overall, it's a it's a really fun game, guys. It's super fun. Um, but yeah. So that's that's kind of it from a from a gaming perspective. Uh, in terms of of the stream the stream team, um, guys, we're we're doing good. I'm going to give you like a standard rundown again. Um, we've we've had. Uh, We've had some new people doing some awesome stuff. So like uh, Truffle Pastry Chef has officially kind of joined the team. And we actually, guys, guys, you have, there's a bunch of people with outstanding, um, with outstanding invites. In fact, if I click manage right now and I go into members, there's one, two, three, four, five, six. There's six open invites, five of whom I know wanted to be part of the team and asked specifically to be part of the team. So if you asked to be part of the team and I said, yeah, I sent you an invite and you haven't checked that yet, make sure that you do make sure that you do okay make sure that you check for your invite and do the things um but yeah so pizza chef uh congratulations on getting over 6k uh ginja ginja turtles is is crushing it just past uh, 2700 follows getting up there working towards 3k um let's see corgi 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 had some <laughs> insane hair last night, uh, for, for top hat day, which was pretty awesome. Uh, but past 700 follows, do it, working and doing the stuff. Uh, we got captain awesome. Who's a newer member of the team creeping up on 150 follows. So GG's to you. Keep doing the things. Um, wavy, wavy got his first 50 follows. GG's man. Keep working, keep grinding, keep doing the things, uh, HD over 800 follows. Now keep continuing to work towards, uh, towards all the milestones. Guys, go hang out with hD He's a fun dude. Um, Orange Phoenix over 120 follows now. I, I hung out with Orange Phoenix. Orange Phoenix finds a cam up. I was excited to see Orange's face, his beautiful countenance playing with stat booster. It was a lot of fun, hanging out with uh with with them last night a little bit later. Uh, Sappy's working towards 1,700. GG's dude. Uh, Miggy getting close to 400 follows. Keep getting after it. Piccolo, uh, Piccolo Piccolo's at 12, almost 1250. Piccolo, you're killing it. Keep it up. Uh, Countess should be returning soon. Should be returning soon. We are all awaiting you to, to welcome you back. Uh, let's see. Dad got game is so close to 4K, dude. Get it. Get it, man. Get that 4K. I know you've been, been working and traveling stuff, man, but get that 4K. You're doing great, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, who else? Verbatim. Verbatim got partnered, guys. Verbatim got partnered. I don't know if I talked about that last week, but Verbatim got partnered. Like, congratulations, Verbatim, dude! I'm so excited for you guys. I'm so excited whenever I see people that are part of part of like part of the general community, or like they don't even have to be part of the Rising Tide, but just people that I've known and watched kind of come up as streamers, just be, do the thing and kind of get to that partnership level and and do that. Be you know, live that dream. And kind of attain that that level if that's a goal for you, because it's such an exciting time. I remember how excited I was to be partnered, and how humbling an experience it was. And and it's like one of those like, wow, did this really happen? Like, is this is this real life right now? Because you, it's a validation. It's such a validation as a content creator for for a platform or for a company to take you seriously and say, oh yeah, we want to partner with you. You're a great peeps. You're a great creator. You're a great content creator. We want to work with you and, and continue to help you build your brand and you can help us build our brand. That's such a, a special type of thing. And I feel like while, while we, a lot of us aspire to it, right? And talk about it like who partnership, partnership, partnership. It, it's a little bit deeper than you think it is um, when you really break it down. And I don't think people should take it lightly. I don't feel like you should, you know, make it like the, the pinnacle of what you do because it's a stepping stone to the next part of your, your career or your, you know, your run as a content creator or as a live streamer. But it's, it's definitely something that, that means a lot. Uh, at least it meant a lot to me. And I could tell on Verbatim's face that he was just kind of cloud nine and full of feels and, and just, you know, it's, <laughs> it's tough to kind of ascertain how you feel. Um, to, to really get through that. But congratulations, man. I hope that you're enjoying everything, enjoying life. And guys, if you, uh, if you haven't hung out with verbatim yet, please make sure that you should do and congratulate him on partnership. It's a, it's such a special thing. So do that. Um, agent PK, Mr. Thick Thigh Gang, one follow away from 1800. Can we get someone to follow PK, please? Hold on. I'm going to double check. Yeah, I follow. No worries. I follow you PK. Got- <laughs> it's so Goku. You, you ruined me for everybody. Uh, you've ruined me for everybody. Nibiru, closing in on 200. GG's. Mangoes. Mangoes, you've had a lot of stuff going on, but you're closing in on 1,300, man. Keep it going, GG's. Uh, let's see. Let's see. We're going to keep going. Bandito, so close to 400. Five follows away from 400. Man, follow Bandito. Novagod Guys, I finally got to hang out in God stream. Playing some, he was playing some Descenders. And god has got a great stream. Got a great stream. Go hang out with Nova. Super fun guy to hang out with. Just nice, chill. Uh, Dank. Dank is working his way towards some eight hundred follows. Dank, I love you, dude. It's I'm just I, I enjoy hanging out. Dank's got such a great, um, you know, personality and is so good uh, in talking. He actually reminds me of a couple people that were part of my gaming community uh, from way back when that just had such a really good disposition and and uh, were very talented, personable people. And I'm just I, I I wish you the best, Dank. Just keep going, man. Keep grinding it out. Speaking of Goku, he's over seven hundred now, GGS, and we finally got Sheer Phoenix to join the team. Finally, Sheer, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at my camera right now, Sheer, even though I know it's off and you can't see my face, but I'm looking at you. I'm looking into your soul. Thank you for finally joining the team. It's nice to have you, sir. But yeah, Sheer just got over 1,100 follows. Make sure you guys are checking out Sheer. Sheer's a super good dude. Uh, let's see. We're going to keep keep on keeping on. Cataract's so close to 900 follows. Guys, make sure you're following Cataract. I know you probably have, but please make sure you do the things. Guy closing in on 650. GG's Red. Red's Red's working his way towards 1100. Keep it up, sir. Keep it up. uh Let's see. We got Zane. Zane's over 250. Working towards that 300. I gotta I gotta check out some Zane streams. I gotta do the things. Dragon Shaft continuing to work so close to 1250. Working on 1300. Playing them retro games like he does. So good, guys. Make sure you're hanging out with Dragon. He's such a good dude. Such a good dude. Love me some Dragon. Soul Step, again, continue to work towards 700. Man, i gotta, I got to stop by and say hi to you again. Hope things are doing well. Gage is so close to 800. Two follows away from 800, Gage. Go. Get it, sir. Get it. Cause one fall away from 300. Can someone follow CauseBane, please? Please. Outlaw. Outlaw. HO- HOFC Outlaw, guys, is, is starting to get back in the stream game and, uh, and has just been posting a lot of fun stuff with kids. So make sure you guys are following Outlaw. Again, another nice dude. Please go and do the things. Long time, long time I've known this guy. Super great guy. Uh, let's see, Club, uh, Club's is closing on 400 follows. Make sure you guys are following Club. Go hang out with him. Uh, definitely, definitely a good dude. I told you, Club, you need to come out of your shell, hang out in Discord a little bit more. Um, definitely, definitely do the things. More people need to meet you. Uh, let's see, we got Wes, Mr. Wes Wilson. Who's part of the team? Just past thirty eight hundred follows. If you, I, I, don't know how you guys don't follow Wes already. We, we just we love ourselves some Wes, and he Wes waited us last night while we were playing State of the Case. Made me happy, made me super happy. Uh, Bam, Bam, I, I, think Bam's taking a little bit of a break right now, but might be getting back into it soon. Bam, I hope if you need anything, man, we're here for you. Uh, Nibbles, Nibbles is back from Japan, so if you want, if you've been missing your nib streams, make sure you you hit him back up because he is back and doing the things. Uh, sinister, sinister, sinister. Um, ZG guys, if you don't follow Sinister, he he actually runs an esports uh, organization, um, uh, Zone Gaming. And honestly, like I had I had a lot of fun. Sinister invited me to play with uh, him and Verbatim last week, and, and a bunch of people in kind of like a little exhibition match uh, match against one of their junior teams. And uh, we had, I had a lot of fun, man. Playing Rainbow Six Siege uh, was it was different. I haven't played that game in a long time. But it was—it's such a fun experience, especially playing with those guys with the, the callouts. It kind of brings me back to a time where I was way more competitive in my gaming and way more competitive uh, with my FPSing. Um, which I've told you guys last week on last episode. You know, I kind of want to get back a little bit more my edge, my little edge that I had before. Um, it's been—it's been nice. It's been nice to kind of get back in some of those those more aggressive, manly feels. I don't know. But yeah, so that was a lot of fun. I really thank you for inviting me. I, I, if you guys want to do that again, like I said, I'm definitely down. Um, it was a lot of fun. And uh, definitely you guys should go back and watch the VOD. I got some actually got some good kills in. I was afraid I was gonna just get stoned and zeroed out the whole night, and I actually contributed a fair amount, so I was that was good. And then Doc Cupcake. Doc working towards 1650. Guys, again, Doc is just such a, a wonderful human being. Congratulations on being done with school, Doc. I saw your tweet. Your tweets. You look so happy. I would be so happy too. I remember going to school. I hated that. Uh, I, I hate. Oh, college and advanced degrees was such a. Well, college was fun. The advanced degrees were just. God, kind of working, working full time, and and being married, and trying to have all that stuff go on while you are trying to go to school was just such a pain. So I feel you, man. So congratulations on being done with school for the year. And uh, I I hope you enjoy your break, but that covers it for the Rising Tide folks. Um, if you guys want to do some Rising Tide nights with Stay Decay, please let me know. Um, definitely want to do do some community stuff and and get some more get some more uh, team action going, and kind of featuring the team a little bit more. So hopefully we can can do some more of that stuff soon. Uh, that being said, uh, when it comes to my stream, guys, we uh, we passed fifteen thousand follows. In fact, we actually just hit fifteen point one k that's a very surreal thing. Whenever you hit those big milestones, you know, uh, the like 1000, 5,000, 10,000, 15,000, you know, those big, like chunky increments. I don't know why they're any different than any others, but they're, they're nuts. Um, they just, they make you make you kind of take back, take a step back and kind of evaluate like, wow, like we've, we've done work. We've done work to grow. Um, especially this year we've done, we've done mad work this year to grow, and the growth has been incredible um, in terms of just the channel size, which brings a certain amount of attention and recognition, um, but also, again, with within the subscriber base and within the community, which is the most important thing. I feel like the, the Rising Tide team, as we focus on it, has been such a positive thing for all of us, um, me especially, being able to see you guys and interact with you guys and see you guys interacting and, and leaning on each other for for help and for resources is just always a pleasurable thing for me. And I, I see us help each other grow and continue to do so. And as the team grows, there's just more people to get to know. So guys, make sure that you're doubling back and and looking at, at new people on the team and taking time to go and meet new people on the team and, and don't get so caught up in your in your little web, right? It's always good to meet new people. In fact, I was out there meeting someone new today. New streamer. She was she seemed very nice. Apparently only been on, on Mixer a couple months. So, you know, it's just it's nice to get out there and meet new people and to, to constantly, you know, kind of keep expanding your networks and doing those things. Um, again, if you guys aren't on Twitter, make sure you get on Twitter, please get on Twitter at very least get on Twitter, follow each other, um, and, and make sure that you're posting regularly so that you can start to build those followings as a, as a content creator. But yeah, guys, so, so 15 K has, has kind of came and went and, uh, it's again, it's one of those sobering, humbling moments where you're just like, man, like we're, we're we're really doing this, aren't we? <laughs> we're really doing this. Um, I also got, got hit up um, in some discord DMS about, uh, about potentially talking about some topics around how podcasting and communities kind of help. And guys, it, it's, it made me kind of reiterate how much I really enjoy doing the tide talks with you guys. And I, I thank you so much for listening and supporting these because they're, they're a fun way for me to kind of recap and think about things and kind of bring some perspective back to the grind. That that is what we do as content creators, um, and and as part of this community. There are days it just feels like a grind, but then you look back and you're like, man, you know, we had we had we just had some fun, and it, it really allows me to bring that focus back to the good things, and kind of get me back and reset me every week, to where I'm not just feeling like. It's this constant rolling mess of stuff. I can actually look back and it forces me to look back and say, what did I actually do this week? What did we do this week as a community? How, how did I feel? How did I think? What did, what did we do? What were the highlights? What were the low points? What can I do differently? How can I go back? And holy crap, guys, a huge thing happened Monday. Um, If you haven't heard me talk about it, I finally got my stream quality issues fixed. And lo and behold, it was just the modem. It was the damn modem from Comcast that was blocking the Mixer FTL protocol. Of all things, this whole time, for for almost two years, uh, well, for well over a year, we'll put it that way, for well over a year, I have been stifled by FTL uh, to only be able to stream at 1,800 kilobits per second. And this whole time, this whole freaking time, it was just a modem. It was just the modem. All I had to do was get a new modem and it was done. So Comcast came out with a new modem. I swapped out and got it. I came back home. Miraculously, now I can stream at 5,000 kilobits per second. I haven't even, I probably could go beyond that. I haven't pushed it because 5K is plenty. Um, but like, holy crap, guys. Like I, I finally can stream with some some decent video quality. And it, it's an amazing thing to finally not be stuck in Greenyville. Um, We did some test streams and like I've been streaming in 720p60 the past couple nights and God, it's just, it's beautiful going back and walking VODs and actually just having clarity there, you know, and we did a 1080p30 stream too and and did some testing on Last of Us and, and God of War. And man, anytime I want to f- showcase a game that's just a beautiful game that doesn't have a super high frame rate, uh, I think like Detroit Become Humans coming out Friday, I'm definitely going to be playing that. That's going to be a 1080p 30 stream, and it's going to look to you exactly like it looks to me on my screen. I tell you, it's it's almost identical. It's incredible, the quality um, now, and and that has just been an amazing thing. Uh, but that that got me got me thinking, and as I've been talking about it, it's kind of brought up these discussions around quality. So that's going to be our stream topic this week. And it's, it's a basics thing, right? It's my basics of, my basics of quality. And, and while I, I'm super excited to be here and I'm happy that I have great quality now, it's one of those items that I feel like streamers can be very self-conscious about. I know that I was. But when you're starting out, and, and I know that there's a lot of you that are growing and are smaller that are growing or struggling just to get started, this is for you. I started that this evolution for me has happened over the past two years, right? It's been, it's been two years since I've been streaming when I first started, I was on my Xbox, I was using a Kinect camera, I was using a turtle beach headset and that that was life. That was how I streamed and you know what? It was fine. It was perfectly fine. It was work. It worked. You could see me. You could hear me with good clarity. There was good clarity on my stream. Everything was fine. It's perfectly acceptable to be able to do those things. And especially now being able to utilize things like Lightstream, uh, where you can add overlays to you streaming from a console, that's insane to me. Like, God, man, if I, if I would have had that, it would have drastically reduced my need to get a PC and and do that. I mean that it would have really put that on the back burner for me if I would have been able to have alerts and just use the connect cam because I would have been willing to sacrifice that expense of doing that because I had a way to do it. I had a way to get alerts. I had a way to make my stream look more professional and sound professional without having to have an Uber stream PC to be able to handle all this stuff and bots and transitions and crap. I could have run, you can run bots on a potato, right? Like So focus on, on what you can do and make the most of it, guys. Uh, if you don't know Lightstream, you, please go f- go find the links to Lightstream. Google it, search it. It's on mixers uh, settings. Enable it in mixer and, and go set it up. It's an incredible tool for you if you're streaming from a console. Um, but but beyond that, right? If you get into PC streaming or streaming from a PC with a capture card, or whether even you're doing a screen capture on, you know the the um, Xbox app or like a PS remote or whatever. There's, there's a few things that you need to make sure that you prioritize. Audio is first and foremost your number one priority. I can speak to this. We are 15,000 follows strong in the Rising Tide community. And I just now, just now, this week, <laughs> of a year and a half of streaming on Mixer, just this week, I have been able to actually have a crystal clear stream. Hasn't hindered me from being partnered. Hasn't hindered me from continuing to grow. Hasn't hindered me from from having an amazing community. All it has now is just made it so that my picture's prettier. That's all that it's done. And everybody thus far has hung in with me with... Less than, less than acceptable, in my opinion, video. But I know a lot of that's because I have excellent audio. I have continually upgraded my audio setup. I, I went from a USB condenser mic to an XLR condenser mic with a mixer to uh, an XL, to a different XLR mic with that same mixer to now an XLR uh, mic with a, a, an audio, just a straight audio interface. And that's ultimately my, my favorite configuration thus far. I still want to get a better mic. I still want to put more money into my audio setup mainly because audio is so important. Guys, people can deal with a with something crappy and grainy to watch. But they can not I mean you could do that for hours. Like you can sit there because people can put me on in the background. People can be watching Netflix or doing ever and have me on in the background because they just want to hang out and we talk about fun things and we have a solid community and and we make it entertaining that way. And you guys will listen to me because I've got good audio, right? You guys have continued to listen to me because I've got good audio. And and you like the sound of my voice apparently, which is a in and of itself is an amazing thing to me. I'm just gonna point that out there. Like I I know that I can sing. I, I know that I've I've got a voice. I've never considered myself as having like one of those voices that just makes you melt or makes you so just like, ooh. But ever since I started streaming, everybody's like, you're so relaxing. You've got such relaxing tones. You've got such a nice voice. You've got all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, all right, well, fine. If that's what you really believe, we're going to make sure we make the most out of this. (laughs) We're going to make the most of it. So I've always put everything in audio because I knew that I couldn't with video. So in terms of priorities, guys, one, just being able to stream, like just being able to get your content out there is your number one focus. But if it comes down to do I focus on trying to have a better looking stream or do I focus on better sounding stream, always push for audio because people will will listen to you all night long if you have good audio. But if you have, you could have the clearest picture in the world, but if you've got a a crappy hum or a hiss or crackle in the background or whatever, no one wants to listen to that. They're going to be gone because they're just like, I can't listen to this crap. So go back and watch your VODs, check out your audio. If your audio is subpar, let's talk about it in stream help. Let's talk about it in discord and let's see what we can do to help people improve their audio game. We talked about mics in the last kind of two weeks worth of discussion and and what our mic setups are. Let's take that a step further and talk about how we can improve our audio in discord. Um, I challenge you guys to do that as we talk this week about, you know, uh, as we talk about this week, moving forward with, with more technology and different things. So, all that being said, again, focus on audio as your primary. Video video can wait. And video is important, guys. Like trust me, like I feel I finally feel like I'm a partnered professional streamer because I have a clear stream. And and that's a big deal to me, but it's not been a big deal to anybody else apparently because I've still been able to grow just fine. So take that at at face value for what it is. Um, and and kind of take that lessons learned and apply that to yourself, and really go back and evaluate yourself. Do I have good audio? Uh, how can I make my audio better with my current situation? How can I have the best possible audio with my setup? And it may be that you have the best audio for your setup, right? I was talking with uh, with Stat Booster in um, DMs. Don't mean to call you out, Stat, but I think it's fine. I was talking with Stat Booster just about audio and just like how to how to make my audio better. How do I make my audio better? You know, I'm streaming from a console. All I have is a headset you know, do you think that's okay? Do I think that's fine? I'm like, there's plenty of headsets that have great mic quality, right? Um, and I think the headset that you used when I listened to you last night through Orange's stream sounded wonderful. So your audio is fine, guys. If that's all you can do is have a headset, more than often, headsets are great. So don't even stress. Please don't stress about having a headset audio. I mean, there's guys like Chaos Mole, and Mole, if you listen to this, I love your face. There's guys at like Chaos Mole who, who prefer to use a headset, he just wants to use a headset. He doesn't want to have something in front of him. He doesn't want to have to be constantly messing with mixers and audio interfaces and all this other crap. He's like, I just want a headset to plug it in, and I want to have good audio quality on the headset, and that's it. And he does. He, I think he's using a, a Sennheiser headset right now, and it sounds great. It sounds great. It meets his needs. So you know, he's also a partnered content creator. So make sure that you guys are focusing on the right things. Don't get caught up in having the prettiest stream or all these kind of things. There's always things that we stress about and and are going to continue to do it, whether I tell you to or not. But if we're going to focus on priorities, one, make sure that you could stream and that you have video and you have audio. Um, But number two, make sure that you you have good audio first and then video second. Those are your priorities. Um, Last thing, speaking of video, though, um, Tie Fighter, thank you so much, sir uh, posted in discord today. Uh, this is, this is May 23rd. So if you're listening to this now, apparently Best Buy has a deal on C920 cameras for 25 bucks. Like hell, I might go pick one up just cause like literally just cause it's 25 bucks to have a backup cam. Why not? Right? Like seriously, why not? $25 for a C920 like that? That's too good to pass up even if you already have a freaking camera. So uh, in fact agent pk dude looking at you i know you were like damn it my cam broke like hey 25 bucks best buy bro get it back <laughs> go for it all right um baby anyway, i i guys that's really all i got for this week i've been kind of rambling on here a little bit towards the end uh, but it's just because i i want you guys to understand uh how much i care about you and how much that that the these things about your stream matter and, and what is important and how you need to focus on them so Thank you for suffering with me through through being late this week. Uh, thank you for listening to these continued Tide Talks, and uh, I will see you next week. Make sure to follow me on the Twitters. Make sure to follow me on the Mixers, Night Tide, at Night Tide at Twitter, mixer.com slash Night Tide uh, on, on the Mixers, and anchor.fm slash Night for the podcast. Follow, subscribe, share, please. I love your faces. See you next week. Bye-bye.